The topic of this show is a war with China. We wanted to just cut to the chase and tell you exactly what the scenario is we're talking about. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Some of our most popular episodes are when we look at a specific threat to prep for. Today, we're going to look at the very likely threat of a war with China and the ramifications of it. We're not as concerned with Chinese nuclear strikes on the U.S. mainland, but rather with the catastrophic disruptions to the supply chain if China invades Taiwan. I should say when China invades Taiwan. We also look at the domestic political ramifications of a war and how it could further exacerbate the blue-red divide. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. The number one thing anyone out there needs to think about if they are just starting prepping or if they've been prepping for a while, if you haven't taken care of this, I really hope this show prompts you and reminds you to do this. And it's really easy to do. Take care of your ability to filter and purify your drinking supply. I hope as we just talk about this and flesh this out this episode, that works for you. Now, the easiest way to do it, I think, and I think Glenn, you'd agree with me, if you go over to our website, prepping2-0.com, click on friends and affiliates, right there is Pro One Water Filters. Holy cow, you can get a countertop tank uh, filtration system. You can get a whole home filtration system. Little camping water bottles. All of the things. So if that's not something you have done, we encourage you. Pro One is a great way to get it done right now. Check them out at our website. Top 100 items that disappear first. This is a list from Bosnia survivors. This list is posted on our website, prepping2-0.com, under top 100 list of things. Number 25. Not all of these are exciting. Thermal underwear. Oh, staying warm in the winter is kind of important. And it's sort of a super easy way to stay warm in the winter. Now, if you're like us and you come from a mild climate like Washington State, we don't really think about thermal underwear. But you know what? As I think about last uh, winter in Montana, thermal underwear kind of makes a lot of sense. And if you look at a lot of the footage of Ukrainian battles, you see the Ukrainians with a lot of thermal underwear. You don't see the Russians because the generals rip off everything and are corrupt and make their guys <laughs> well, freeze to death. As we talk about things that are going to get disrupted, the ability to heat your home might yeah. go away and you still need the ability to heat yourself. Here's what you missed from a recent after show if you're not a Patreon. If you read each one of those cases, and I did, each one of them, when they went missing, this young woman has ties to downtown Portland, has been seen around downtown Portland. If you are a young woman in Portland, Oregon, there is no reason for you to be in downtown Portland. Let's get into it. I wanted to set the stage. You know, the more dramatic something is, the less likely it is to occur. Nuclear annihilation of the U.S. mainland from China is dramatic and therefore less likely than lesser problems from a war with China. However, even these lesser problems are still catastrophic, but are things you can prep for. As noted, the topic of this show is a war with China. We wanted to just cut to the chase and tell you exactly what the scenario is we're talking about. This would be a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. For those of you who may not be familiar Taiwan broke off from communist China when communist China was formed in the late 40s. And China, ever since the late 40s, has as its number one goal, its government's number one goal, is to invade Taiwan and resubjugate them and kill a bunch of Taiwanese that are not loyal communists and subjugate them again. So it sounds weird to us because you're like, why would China, with all of its wealth and prestige, want to blow it all to just go and invade some province, some island? Taiwan's an island in the Pacific Ocean. Why would they want to do that? You just got to trust us. Oh, they do. They can want I answer, to. Can yes, I, please yes. answer the well, question. If you've paid attention a little bit to the news that you have to dig a little bit for, because, you know, your main news sources aren't going to tell you this. Our, How much trade... World trade, global trade, goes through the South Pacific through Taiwan. Most of it. And we're going to get into that. Right, right. We're going to get so into it. So that's the answer to your question. That's why China has had their beacon eye on Taiwan. Exactly. Yeah. It's a reconquering 
it's one of the reasons the Communist Party exists. And now we're talking internally how they sell it to their people. They say, hey, we're going to get Taiwan back for you. So you just got to go along with the fact that a seemingly insignificant island could trigger all of this stuff. Now, as we've alluded to in the opening, we're not suggesting a Red Dawn style direct attack on America. In fact, in this show, we're going to assume no massive exchange of nuclear weapons in the U.S. mainland. You'll notice I qualify that by saying mainland. Part of what we'll talk about is the very likely possibility of Chinese nuclear weapons being used against naval facilities in Hawaii and Guam and allies with whom we have really solid treaties, Japan and South Korea. China hates Japan because Japan did a little invasion and terrible sets of genocide in China in World War Two, and China's still mad. Again, remember, China's run by a communist government, and they always need to have bad guys that they have to protect their people against. And Chinese communists say Japan is evil, an awful thing that China's probably saying, Japan would invade us in two seconds if it weren't for us in the Communist Party protecting you. They say the same about the United States. So you just got to kind of remove yourself from your normal American thinking when it comes to this scenario, because the people who would be doing this to us are not normal Americans. And by the way, the Chinese, very smart, very long range, very strategic thinkers. Americans tend to look at things in a time frame of about 30 seconds. The Chinese look at things in time frames of uh, centuries. China knows that it is on the rise. It is very analogous to the United States in the 1900s. In 1900, the U.S. was not a big deal. And throughout the 1900s, the United States ruled the world. And China, I think correctly, views themselves as the next United States. So they look at it as several decades to get what they want, but they started several decades ago and they're peaking in a lot of ways. So we've never been closer to war with China. And here's some factors on that. Joe Biden, who is cognitively impaired, you don't think the Chinese have noticed when he can't finish a sentence every single day, there's something else it's almost not even news anymore. When Joe Biden forgets where he is and doesn't know which way to go, even though all you have to do is follow the red carpet, quite literally, follow the red carpet. It tells you where to go. That's why the red carpet exists. Uh, he doesn't go up and down the stairs anymore to Air Force One. Yeah. He's tripped so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And as you know, he can't string sentences together. He says, what, what is was hail the queen? Yeah. About the queen of England. He doesn't salute his own soldiers. Yet he yeah. salutes and shakes hands and gives thumbs up. It is weird and sad all at once. It and is. this is our world leader. World it is leader. elder abuse. Yeah. The Democrats keeping Biden in power is elder abuse. They are abusing an old man. It is sad and tragic. But if you were China and you were going to invade Taiwan and you know that the U.S. is probably going to do something, more on that in a moment, you would want to strike while the U.S. is the absolute is weakened by weakest. This man. Yeah. And we are at our weakest point with Biden as the president. I mentioned the connection between invading Taiwan and the U.S. fighting back. This is a big assumption in everything I'm about to say, and that is, and I think there's a good grounds for this assumption. The assumption is that if Taiwan is attacked by China, the U.S. will do something. We kind of sort of have a treaty with Taiwan. It's very ambiguous. It's intentionally worded to be ambiguous. It's not automatic. It's not NATO. If Russia invades Poland, the United States is at war with Russia, period, full stop, end of topic. It is not that way with Taiwan, but for a lot of reasons that are probably beyond the scope of this podcast, if China invades Taiwan, the U.S. may not immediately say, okay, we're siding with Taiwan, but it's going to happen. The United States will need to fight China to protect the sea lanes that we're going to talk in mm -hmm. a moment where... I think 70 some percent of commerce 70 to 80, yeah. in the world goes through. So consider it a de facto attack on Taiwan is a de facto U.S. response. It's just probably going to happen. I really can't see America standing by and having China take over 75 percent of the shipping lanes. It just can't happen. There would be simultaneous Chinese attacks on Japan and South Korea. We have a ton of military people there and there would be tens of thousands of US military casualties if South Korea and or Japan were attacked. 
And we're not going to stand by having just truckloads of body bags come back and say, well, we're not going to do anything because we're going to do something. So consider it to be a response from the United States. So speaking of military. Yes. Let's talk about that. Okay. This is what I know about our current military. Yes. In the last week and a half, two weeks, we're recording this, by the way, about the last week of July of 2023. We have Biden saying that we don't have any more ammunition a specific yeah. kind of ammunition to give to- 155 millimeter howitzer shells in yes. particular. We're out. We're out of ammunition out. to give to- Click, click. To give to Ukraine. Yeah. So he just, in front of a world stage at a microphone, did a dementia-riddled oops and said, we're running low on ammunition. Awesome. So who do you think listened to that there, Glenn? Uh, the Chinese China. Communist Party. We also have heard, the headlines are out there, the Navy and Air Force. They're having to go to the junkyard to keep just basic- Parts for aircraft. Parts for aircraft and submarines and naval ships. We have a military that's recruitment is down. Completely unsustainably low levels. Low levels. It is very difficult to recruit right now into the military. So we don't have a fighting ready military right now. We also have a military that's spending an awful lot of time worrying about medical procedures that, if anything, do not allow our military to be combat ready. Yeah. These are surgeries and policies and, and abortions and abortions and DIE policies that do nothing. DEI. That's funny D you say DEI. -E. I've heard it said both ways, yeah. DIE or DEI. And what does that mean? What does that stand for? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. All of these policies do nothing but emasculate and wussify our military. So we're out of ammunition. Yeah. We're down to bare bones staffing. Woke military. And if you are there in the military, you're being the DEI policies as well as medical procedures. Where do you, you know, oh and my gosh. And this is all run by a commander in chief who is objectively right. speaking, cognitively. So impaired. we are at a very weakened stage military. What would you say to that, Glenn? Oh, 100%. It reminds me a little bit of the late 70s. When Carter hollowed out, it's far worse now. Oh, yeah, because absolutely. Because Jimmy Carter, say what you will about the guy. He was a smart dude. He was a Naval Academy graduate, nuclear submarine guy, very smart guy. And his intentions were good. I mean, did he screw up most of the time? Yeah. But I think he was actually trying to do good. We don't he have He wasn't that. trying to harm America. He wasn't trying to harm. I mean, the question, we've heard this question many times. If you were trying to destroy America, what would you do differently? If you were Zero. Biden? Nothing. Everything he does, Biden. Is to, Biden does, is to destroy America. At least Carter can't say that. Exactly. Right? So when the U.S. military was hollowed out in the late 70s, we saw things like the Soviet Union invade Afghanistan, which was a direct result of our weakness. There's a bunch of other stuff. But hey, this isn't the world history show. Well, it this helps to know, This is prepping 2.0 because, yeah. And so you've got Biden, a woke military. Here's another thing that doesn't get very much attention, but it really ought to because it, in my opinion, drives a lot of Chinese Communist Party thinking on this topic of invading Taiwan. And that is the economic problems that China has. Super short version of the story is China, being a communist country, can't do anything right economically because communism is awful, dumb and ineffective and horrible. So communist governments always run their economies into the ground. That is an absolute fact. No one can debate otherwise. So China is in shambles, not North Korea shambles, not Cuba shambles, not Venezuela shambles, but like pretty bad. Here's the thing, though. The one thing that China is, for the most part, they somewhat take care of, I mean, they also victimize their citizens, but they keep things at a level yeah. that is livable, unlike the other countries exactly. you just mentioned. But still, you have to appreciate the economic problems. They created way too much fake money. Gee, does that sound familiar? They have all kinds of, they have entire cities. This is hard for Americans to comprehend. It's hard for me to comprehend. Entire cities, like the size of medium size to large cities. So let's say like, several Indianapolises, right, that are completely empty. They went and they built them. They created their own fake money to build a bunch of stuff to keep people working, right, and keep fake fiat currency in their pockets. And they built all these cities because people were going to move there and there was going to be a lot of business and everything else. Yeah, it didn't work out. Entire, they call them ghost cities. I understand there are hundreds of them. They may not all be the size of Indianapolis, but there are millions of potential people that could live in these ghost cities and don't. So the economy of China 
is terribly messed up. What do communists fear the most, as they should? That's an uprising of their people when their people are starving. It happened in Russia. It's happened all over the place. It's how the Chinese Communist Party got its start in imperial China. So the Chinese need to direct their people's attention away from the economic shortcomings and go do something cool and exhilarating and unifying like invading Taiwan. Here's another part of this fact that we've never been closer to war with China that I don't think a lot of people appreciate, and that is the role the Biden scandals play in it. And here's my thought on that. China knows that soon the general population of Americans will be furious at China. I don't think average Americans are mad at China now. They say, oh, maybe China could be nicer to its own people, but they really love iPhones and they love all the stuff that comes from China. So the general population does not hate China. When people find out how completely bought and paid for the Biden family is slash was, they are going to really not like China. It's going to be apparent to every person on the street, not every, but most people on the street, that China bought the Biden administration and the Biden administration did a bunch of bad stuff in order to please the Biden administration's Chinese masters. And so you're going to see public sentiment turn against China. China knows that's going to happen. And for the domestic political stuff that we're going to talk about a little bit later, China can't have the general population of America hating China. They know it's coming soon. They got to act before that happens. Would you like to tell folks about some of our sponsors? I would. We have an amazing array of wonderful sponsors. We love them dearly. You can find them at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. You'll find over there Survival Garden Seeds. Thank goodness they are American grown. Mm -hmm. Katie Armour, come and take it armor. Could be very helpful yeah. in coming days. Backwoods Home Magazine, New Man of Foods. Oh my gosh, get your preps going. Minutemen Coffee, Gibbs Arms. Paul Burke, Idaho Realtor, who will help you find your perfect prepping property in Idaho. You can find him at, on our website or firstresponserealty.com, powered by Fathom Realty. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, check out podcastaxis.com, where our awesome producer, Andy, will help you with all of your needs. That's podcast, A-X-I-S. If you've been watching, you have to pretty much watch like alternative news, but I want to give people the receipts. If you're listening to Glenn just now and you're thinking, what is he talking about? China writing checks to the Biden administration. Yes, I would like you to go hear the receipts at Ted Cruz's, Senator Ted Cruz's podcast, Verdict with Ted Cruz, on July 21st and 22nd. He did a two-part breakdown and showed the receipts for that as well. So that's for you to check out in case you don't believe us. And I always look at those sorts of things, the details of things we say that back up what we say, as information that you might want to have to argue with your liberal co-workers around the water cooler if they say there's no evidence that the Biden administration's been compromised by the Communist Chinese Party, you'll have yeah. two hours worth of facts and figures to throw out. So think about that. Let's just stop for a moment. China has been basically writing checks to Hunter Biden, sending those checks to everyone who has a last name of Biden and bought our president. So when you have China, who's now looking very critically and strategically at Taiwan, and you have a president going, oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. But I know I said in a speech a few years ago, we'll defend Taiwan. Ooh, what do I do? And then you have this waffling compromised person. Yes. So the big deal, here's what the big deal is. The disruption of supply chains. So we go back to the scenario of the Chinese invade Taiwan for all the reasons previously mentioned. What does that mean? And a lot of people haven't thought out the ramifications of the Chinese invading Taiwan it is really big. Here's a contrary example. There were not a ton of ramifications to the average American of Russia invading Ukraine. Gas prices went up, but that's because of Biden's idiotic domestic energy policy and not because of Putin, despite what Biden said. But a lot of people out there would say, hey, when one country invades another country, and I've never heard of the other country, Really, how does this affect me? Well, I'm glad you asked <laughs> uh, because the answer is the disruption of supply chain. So we start off this scenario sort of chronologically. At the moment, China invades Taiwan. And given that Taiwan is only, I think, about 100 miles or so off the coast of China, 
there's not going to be a bunch of warning signs necessarily. It takes a few minutes for aircraft and submarines to start the attack. So there's not going to be a big buildup. So it could happen at any time. But the second that happens, the stock market crashes and banks fail. And I mean stock markets in the United States. I mean the Japanese stock market, South Korean stock market, the Chinese stock market. Obviously, they're going to quit trading with the West the second they launch a war. And so all of these stock markets crash. Now, what will happen is they will suspend trading, but they can't contain the problem because everybody knows that once Taiwan is attacked, the shipping lanes will be compromised. There'll be naval blockades, which we'll talk about in a moment. But commerce, global commerce will go down initially to zero, and it may only come up a few percentage points in the near future. It will be a horrific economic problem. That's not the main problem we want to focus on, but chronologically speaking, that's going to be the first thing you notice. All your retirement that is in the global system that is based on zeros and ones, paper money, 401ks, gone, completely gone. And banks will fail because banks need China in the global financial system to buy stuff and get loans and pay off loans. All these banks will fail too. So it'll be a complete economic disaster. But that's not the worst part, in my opinion. So the scenario is a naval blockade of the South China Sea, which means both the United States and China. And when I say the United States, I mean, and Japan and South Korea, they're relatively small players. So we'll just keep saying the US. The US and China are not going to allow shipping or aircraft in the area because there's a war going on. And if you're China, you can't have a US commercial flight that shows up on your radar as a US commercial flight, and it's really a B-2 bomber. So you have to have complete stopping of air traffic and sea traffic, which means all the stuff on all the ships that comes from China to the United States will no stop. longer happen. It will stop. Here's why that's a big deal. And this is a point I think most people understand. We depend on China for everything. I mean, absolutely everything. China exports more food to the United States than we sell them. We are a net, the United States, a net importer of food. I'll never forget. And this is in 299 days, I'm pretty sure. If not, I meant to put it in there. I remember 10 years ago, getting one of those little plastic cups of uh, diced peaches, you know, that are like for kids for their lunches. And I remember looking at it, peaches, right? Those are grown in Georgia, right? Yeah, wrong. They're not grown in Georgia. It said product of China. And I thought to myself, we are growing peaches, maybe in Georgia, and then we're shipping them to China to be processed and then shipping back the containers full of diced peaches to the United States. The fact that China had anything to do with diced peaches told me how serious this problem is. And so we would have immediate, immediate disruptions of the food supply. And don't forget, Dan, the food industry guy, who told us in a previous episode, it's not just the food that's the problem, it's the packaging. Let's say that most of the ketchup squirt bottles are made in China, which they probably are. If you don't have anything coming from China, you're not gonna have ketchup, even though ketchup doesn't come from China. Oh, and we have so much more we're oh, gonna we're talk about started. on the other side of the break, don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. 
EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One water filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One water filter gravity systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O usa.com most tested most trusted now more of prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher welcome back everybody thanks for rejoining us we're just getting started with our conversation about how a chinese attack on taiwan would create massive disruptions for us and how to prep for it and we're going to have more on this in the after show so stick around for that if you were a Patreon, we wanted to let you know about this topic of a Chinese nuclear attack. We sort of took it out of contention at the beginning of the show, which we did because we try to look at the most likely stuff. Here's our point. You cannot rule out a Chinese nuclear attack on the mainland. You can't rule it out. China has hundreds of warheads and the delivery system. They're not goofing around like North Korea with their rickety, silly little rocket systems. China's the real deal. and even if china only attacked u.s military facilities in the pacific like say guam it could still fry electronics at least in the western u.s the point is there could be an emp even without a direct nuclear strike on the mainland how do you protect against that you all know the answer if you're a listener to this show emp shield it is a device that protects whatever it's wired into from an emp you can find more on that at prepping2-0.com friends and affiliates tab click on the emp shield logo so now we return to our analysis of a chinese attack on taiwan and how this would affect us here and what you can do to prep for it we made the point that everything is made in china we all know that sort of at one level but when you look at the percentages of things it's absolutely staggering medicine i've seen figures as high as 90 percent of medicine of prescription drugs medical supplies all that stuff comes from china think about what happens when china's not shipping it anymore think about that hospitals don't have big warehouses some brilliant mbas decided to not spend money on storage facilities because we can just get it literally every day just in time delivery we can get all the 
prescription drugs we need from China every day by ship or by plane. So why build, you know, an expensive storage facility? And the answer to that is because maybe you can't get stuff from China every day on a ship or a plane. So you're going to have an immediate, nearly complete evaporation of prescription medicines. Now, this is a bad situation if you're on and there aren't that many people speaking, you know, statistically. There aren't a huge number of people that are on life-saving medications. Obviously, it would be a huge problem for them. The real problem in my mind, and I've written about it and Shelby's written about it in our books, that is all the mental health prescriptions, all the depression prescriptions, the bipolar, the schizophrenic stuff, the anxiety stuff. There are millions of Americans and probably a bunch of people that you know, but you don't know they're on them. They're actually on them. And if it helps them, I'm all for it. I am not anti-prescription drugs. What I am is saying that there is a huge, huge vulnerability here because millions of Americans will experience a lot of mental problems when their prescriptions are very quickly and completely cut off. There are going to be crazy people running through the streets, doing crazy stuff and getting shot. And I hate to say it because it's going to affect so many people. I do not have any joy in saying that. It is a fact without mental health prescriptions, millions of Americans are going to be in an absolutely horrible situation. And it's all because China is going to cut off our supply of prescription drugs. You don't think the Chinese know this? Of course they do. Again, they're very smart people. They know all this. They're sitting there saying to themselves, and they have been for decades, can you believe how vulnerable the Americans have allowed themselves to become because they wanted to make some money or save some money? And they've just handed us this incredible leverage over them. Well, here's another thing that's going to dry up. And we saw, we got a little bit of a preview of this during the COVID supply chain stuff, parts of every kind car parts. They couldn't build cars. They couldn't fix cars. We all know about this. I mean, we all had experiences with this, you know, go get an oil change. Sorry, we don't have any oil filters. Well, when are you getting oil filters? Uh, I don't know. And it completely, it destroys an economy when you can't make money as the oil change shop because you don't have oil filters. It destroys your livelihood and it messes up your employees' lives. Think about this on a national scale. And national, I really mean an international scale, but I'm going to focus on the U.S. because that's the country most of our listeners are in and the country that most of us care the most about. All kinds of parts. And by the way, the military relies on parts, especially circuits and computer things from China. Now, it's not as bad for the military as it is for everybody else. They do have some buffer in there and some American-made stuff, but all it takes on an aircraft that has thousands of parts is one part that's unavailable. By the way, ask the Russians about this. The Russians have been sanctioned and are having a very hard time finding circuit boards. They have all these cruise missiles that are just one part away from being operative. This is a huge problem. Well, let's talk about American mined steel. Yeah. Just to be able to make the holes of ships. Where do we get our steel from here in the United Almost States? Almost exclusively China. From China. It used to come out of our own ground. The other thing to think about when I say parts, I mean, let's go back to talking about what at the beginning of the show. What happens when the plumbing in your house goes out and you can't get water? Right. Because you can't get plumbing supplies. Right. right. There may be one 35 cent little coupling. Gasket or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that's going to not necessarily have an immediate effect. It'll have an effect immediately, but the real effects of it will wear on weeks or months into it, which means a lot of people are going to want this war to be over, which we'll talk about in a moment because that has an effect on you. Electronics kind of subsumed within the analysis of parts. Electronics are going to be a huge problem. And no, it's not just that you can't get the latest iPhone upgrade. It's that all kinds of stuff like your vehicles that need an electronic item are not going to be able to get them. Remember Ford during the pandemic stopped production of, I want to say F-150s, which is a huge part of their product line because of a $1 little circuit thing. That's what stopped it. So this is a big thing. Here's something very few people consider. 
and that is banking and financial stuff. I mentioned the stock market would crash and banks would fail, but without China buying and selling U.S. Treasury notes and without China selling stuff and getting paid for stuff in money, all that happens in the banking system. And the banking system would grind to a halt just because of that. Even if the government could shore up the banks and loan them a bunch of made up Federal Reserve notes, still banking is going to be massively affected by this supply chain. So your supply of financial services goes way down. So I'm going to just do a quick little plug. We're not the only ones that think this is coming soon. Again, I always like to bring a few receipts here, and I don't want to make this the focus of the show, but Dan Bongino, you guys know that we listen to his podcast. He's been talking about this, folks. He thinks this is something that's coming up soon. Again, you can go check out his podcast if you want the receipts. That's right. So let's look at what it looks like when we can't get resupplied. We've mentioned all the stuff we can't get resupplied, but let's go down to the next level of detail, to the 2.0 level of detail, if you will. And that is, remember in 2020, the TP shelves were empty, toilet paper shelves because of COVID and what a wake up call that was. It'll be like that for everything. We put it out there during those COVID times. So, so long ago, that was a good dry run. Oh, folks, this is what's coming is COVID on steroids, 2021 on steroids, 2020, 2021. They all mixed together for me. It's going to be that times a thousand, I think. When we have not only TP not on the shelves, but nothing else on the shelves. eggs, meat. Yeah. When we have nothing on the shelves, we didn't see this with COVID. We're going to see, though, with a Chinese attack on Taiwan, looting and rioting. And we all know it. That's one of the main things people prep for is a breakdown in society when there's a breakdown of supply. And I think it's going to be two reasons. One, people are desperate. We see that in all the movies and all the stories and all that. And human history. And human history. But then there's also going to be the fomented. There's going to be the summer of loves. There's going to be some racially divisive narrative that comes out because that's how lefties, communists, socialists. That's how they get power. That's how they get power. Exactly. So it's going to be twofold. Exactly. And that is a great segue. You've read my mind beautifully, as you usually do. You're welcome. China is stoking racial and political divides. We know this. They're behind a lot of the animosity in this country. By the way, the American left does a really good job on their own. They don't need China. China's just kind of piling on. China's just sitting in the background cheering. Yeah. Right. And this one, by this, I mean China stoking racial and political divides, is absolute documented Chinese military doctrine. They have a doctrine, it's called asymmetrical warfare, where they will use Facebook accounts, some cheap little non-military thing to mess up the enemy and prevent the enemy, in that case, it would be us, from being effective. This is stated doctrine. This is not, you know, the wild musings of fiction writers. This is Oh yeah, we're not Chinese the only ones. doctrine. Yeah, this is known exactly. Well, one of the things that we would have happen, and this is something I've never heard anyone else talk about, which I have to say surprises me because to my mind this is pretty obvious. This just is something that people should think about. And that is the domestic U.S. internal political strife that would happen as a result of this war. So you've got all kinds of supply disruptions. You've got rioting. You've got looting. Americans are hurting. They've got no prescription drugs, for example. And people react different ways when things are going poorly. Some people look around and want to blame anybody they can And other people want to fix the problem. Guess what the majority of America do? They fit in the first category, and that is they're going to want somebody to blame. Keep in mind, the American left is here the whole time egging on this process. The American left is going to say, it's those Republicans that got us in a war because they like to have stock in defense companies that make a bunch of money on this, whatever it takes. It doesn't matter what the goofy reason is. It's the Democrats that will have started this war because they are so weak. Which, let's stop and think about that. 
the left twisting words, making up narratives that are not true. Isn't that an awful lot like what the Chinese government does to their people? And it's like, yeah, we're going to build this great big new city that's, or we're going to take care of you. Or look, it's those Americans that want to take- Sounds like socialism is pretty consistent in their tactics. Exactly. The twisting of the headlines and the twisting of the facts, the lying, let's just be honest. So I think we're going to have domestic political strife. It'll start off slowly and slightly- But as things become really bad, and I'm thinking like a month into it, you're going to see Democrats wanting to capitulate and they're going to say, Taiwan, I mean, how does Taiwan affect you? I mean, nobody I know is from Taiwan. It's not like the Chinese attacked, you know, Phoenix, Arizona. So why are we even over there fighting? The Democrats are going to want to try to get out of this war because they realize that their hold on power is slipping away as everything just goes up in flames. I want to kind of bring in an idea here. What are things that the left, the Democrats, the whoever can capitulate with? Let's remember some of the holds that China, we've talked about several of them, but several of the holds that China has on America that they can grab onto. They own a lot of our land. Yeah. To an insane amount. I know the state of Florida and I know Montana and I think a handful. South Dakota. South Dakota have passed legislation that Chinese, Chinese people, Chinese anybody. Chinese citizens, not Chinese Americans, but citizens affiliated with a country that is run by a communist party. So cannot buy property, which is great because um, Chinese. Communist. Chinese communists have been buying up huge swaths of American land. That's what they would capitulate with. So I want people to think about what is going to be the bargaining chip. It's Well, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be our resources. Look at what China has done in South America. Is absolutely gone it and raked over and taken over mining, taken over natural resources. And what do they have to do that with right now? A good chunk of our land. I see that being a weak point. And I know that we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Glenn, what do you think about that? I think it's true. I think that my my bigger point is okay. the Democrats are going to say, why are we even fighting China? They're probably right. going to say that now that I think about it, can't believe I didn't think about this in the show prep. The Democrats are going to say it is racist to fight Chinese people because they're not white. And that'll be the thing. So it's this racist war against non-white people. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that's how they'll spin it. And so they will do everything they can for the U.S. to get out of this war Mm -hmm. and to get the iPhones back in the stores and to get the prescription drugs back. And they will do everything they can to get that. Well, I see Republicans as, first of all, being less persuaded by this whole let's stop this war because there aren't any hot pockets at Costco. But I mean, there will be some of that by Republicans, but I think Republicans will be more likely to want to fight China and to win. And so you're going to have this political strife. I mean, it'll be like in Vietnam where the Democrats by and large were against the war. They wanted to stop the war and the Republicans by and large were for continuing the war and look at all the hate and strife and discontent that flowed from that. This is going to be even bigger because Vietnam back in the 60s and 70s did not supply America with 90% of its prescription drugs. So the stakes get way bigger and the strife will accordingly get way bigger. So that's something I've never heard anybody talk about, but I think would happen. And In line with the situation of domestic political strife, I think, and this is something I definitely have never heard anybody talk about, I could see blue states starting to side with China and red states resisting the blue states and resisting China. Now, this might be because Shelby and I come from West Coast states where the public sentiment is much more pro-Chinese than it is, say, in Montana. Blue states, which are physically closer to the fighting, and the blue states are the ones that have all the ports and all the importing and all of the economic benefits of Chinese trade. You know, Chinese trade really benefits West Coast states far more than it benefits uh, New Mexico or Vermont. So I could see blue states getting pretty spicy and 
capitulating. I could see blue states, California being an example, saying it's okay for Chinese ships to dock here or something, basically thwarting the foreign policy of the rest of the United States. I think that ideologically, Democrats are all for that. I think economically, they're all for it. I think socially, and by that, I mean the Democrats would view a war with China as a war on non-white people. And so I could see all kinds of really shocking behavior by blue states that is pro-Chinese. And I can see a similar amount of resistance from red states. I can see people in Montana, for example, saying, let me get this straight, California. China attacks Taiwan and probably uh, U.S. naval facilities in Guam and Japan and South Korea. And we're supposed to be nice to these people. They've killed fill in the blank number of American service personnel. And you blue states that have got nothing right ever, you're complete basket cases. Most of my neighbors are from blue states, says people from red states. You guys want to surrender. You guys want to allow Chinese ships to dock. You guys are, and I could see California, for example, having diplomatic ties with China while the rest of the United States doesn't. Sounds crazy. I've predicted a lot of stuff that's come true. So is Shelby. We have kind of a nose for these things. So that's what I'm talking about. And think about the divide in this country that already exists that's going to be exacerbated. And then you've got blue states opening up diplomatic ties with China. Do you think Gavin Newsom is going to rally around the flag and be pro-American for the first time in his life? So that's, I want to do a little bit of a deep dive and dig into the brain of Glenn Tate here. So when we think about- Cal- Warning. Warning, warning. I know. When we think about California, Oregon, and Washington, these are blue states, and they are in control of many, all of those ports, those incredibly important ports that some of them, most of them, you can speak to this. Those are federal ports. There's also, when I think about Southern California, major ports there, but there's also military operations there. So we got that. That's a weak point. We have all these blue states that control all these ports. And so what if the federal government came in and said, yeah, we need to take over those ports because those are blah, blah, blah. Well, we also have a, a, a dementia riddled, and it's true, president that would work hand in hand with someone like Gavin Newsom or, you know what I mean? So there's the, where, what comes to my mind is we have no hope that those would be protected ports against, um, shipping disruptions. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I see what you're saying. We could have sort of DC and you mentioned Biden, DC and California teaming up Mm -hmm. to be very nice to the Chinese while the rest of the country says absolutely not. Right. Think about this. Well, and think about how that, again, South America is kind of our uh, model for that. China came in and took over several ports there. That's where they kind of started, right? Yeah. The Chinese have a giant port south of California in Mexico that uh, is a stone's throw away that you can uh, do a lot of stuff with. Let's just leave it at that. So you're going to have massive blue-red divides and stuff's going to get serious because here's what happens. And and Republicans are not immune from this problem, but Mm -hmm. Democrats have perfected it. And that is um, demagoguery. And that is basically taking a bad situation and blaming somebody for political gain. Uh, Democrats will blame Republicans for starting this war and Democrats will blame Republican corporations for not providing you with prescription medicine, even though it's undeniable that 90% of prescription medications come from China, because you have to be one of the two or 3% of America who actually know that figure in order for the scam not to work on you. So you're going to have demagoguery, Democrats saying that it's Republicans that are causing all this misery. You don't think they will? I think, I'll be honest with you, five years ago, if I would have said that sentence, people would have looked at me like oh, I was and crazy. Facebook would have blocked you. And, yeah, oh, yeah, and now people are like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I could see how Democrats would do that. Um, and by Democrats, I mean the left, but you get it. Anyway, so you're going to have all this strife and, and then you're going to have regional uh different foreign policies. I know this sounds insane because we've always thought of America as a unified foreign policy. I really don't see that happening 
in a war with China. It could spin out of control where we have competing foreign policies. And then you get the very sensible question from the general population whose lives are completely upended for all the disruptions we've mentioned. Maybe for the first time in 200 or so years, average Americans are saying, so which side is actually America? Which side mm-hmm. is in control? Which side is the country that I live in? Is it Gavin Newsom's California and Joe Biden's, you know, DC and, and elsewhere? Or is it the rest of America? And then stuff starts happening. Bad things happen that nobody wants and things can get really ugly really quickly. And so it's not just that you're not getting prescription medication. It's that the political fabric of this country could unravel all over the invasion of an island country most people have never heard of. So let's compare that. We have a couple more minutes before I'm going to take this into the after show. Think about 9-11. I realize that, honestly, a good chunk of our audience may not have been here or don't remember it because they were young. But I remember it very clearly. I was in my early 30s. Oh, my gosh. Um, And that was an attack on us, the United States, on our soil. Mainland. Mainland. And within 24 hours, almost every house in the United States had an American flag on it. You couldn't find American flags because they were selling out. Everybody became a a patriot, defending America, America first, all of that. That's an attack on us. Now imagine like what you just said to borrow your words, Glenn, there's an attack on, there's an attack on American interest in the South Pacific on Taiwan. The dithering, the dithering that will happen in DC and amongst leaders will be insane. It will, we will be sitting here as a former world power going, uh, uh, we don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no antibiotics or uh, peaches for you. We're not sure our response. We need to, you know, we're going to get all these politicized, dithering words from our leadership. From, an, from a cognitively impaired exactly. person. I thought you were going to go down this road, and um, but it makes a good point. Yeah. I thought you were going to say America rallied around America in 2001. I would say that now we have an entirely... Different. different population, an entirely different vibe, an entirely different set of values. And leadership values. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be it's not good. rally around the flag. I think it will be for about the first three days and then it'll start creating pain in people's lives. And then we're going to start hearing all the politicized, racially divisive blah, garbage, blah, blah, garbage that, that we, we're hearing right now and is the lead up to all of this. So we have so, oh my gosh, Glenn. We're not even, we have so much more to talk about. We're going to take this into the after show, folks. Um, Just like we always like to talk about from one of our favorite patriots, Benjamin Franklin, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. Adios. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.